you know what, Jen? I don't think I've ever looked better in my life. I think I'm I'm at the peak of my physical prowess. I think you are. At the moment. And yeah. I would love to share that with people. I'd love people to be able to see me in the flesh. Just it's to... selfish to keep this. <laughs> it is. This amount of radiance needs to be shared. So I thought what I would do is invite people along to see me in real life. To be in the same room at the Museum of Comedy. At the Museum of Comedy, because comedy is what I do <laughs> most of the time. <laughs> and you belong in a museum. No, oh, no. No, no, no. It was How rude. My self-esteem had climbed and now it's back down on the floor. But no, I um, love the Museum of Comedy and I'm going to go there and I'm going to take my raw magnetism with me uh, on Wednesday the 24th of April. Can I come too? You can. Just try not to sort of detract from my glow, you know. Okay. Uh, we are going to have the magnificent Jenny Ryan, a magnificent guest, Ooh. TBA. Wednesday the 24th of April, put it in your diaries, bring your sunglasses because I am shining. Yeah, get your tickets now. The link is in our social media or from the music. Museum of Comedy website. Oh, please do come. Jen's all right as well. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. What's your name? Jenny Ryan. Correct. What's my name? Lucy Porter. Correct. What are we doing? We're making a podcast all about quizzing. Correct. What's it called? Fingers on buzzers. Correct. Hello and welcome to another episode of Fingers on Buzzers, your favourite podcast. Oh, I love that. That was like the opening theme tune to Give Us a Clue. Oh. Do you remember that when they, they, they used to sing the whole thing? Uh, the, the theme tune told you exactly what was going to happen <laughs> and who was involved. It did, it really <laughs> Wonderful. Did. Every single person was named and their roles were described. It, this is what we need in our, uh, in our theme <laughs> tunes. I think it's a bit more descriptive power. Well, now, we have got a very exciting episode and we've got a fantastic guest today. Do you know who it is, Jen? Why don't you give us a clue? Ooh, <laughs> I'm doing a mime. And the mime I'm doing is... Does he, a does he do colouring books? <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> I was miming doing a crossword, guys, because we have the Times and Sunday Times puzzles editor <gasps> and crossword setter extraordinaire, a man with so many strings to his bow. He has been a journalist. He's been a, he's been a landscape guy. Gardener. That's not relevant, but 
you may as well know. And he's a keen limerick writer, as well as having this very fancy job at the Times and Sunday Times. It is Mr Mick Hodgkin. Very excited to pick his brains about yeah. gardening. Yes, that's all we'll talk to him about. <laughs> Nothing about uh, crosswords. And because Mick is coming in, and I think, you know, talk may stray to crosswords as well as in many other pursuits, I have been treating myself to a rewatch of Crosswits. Yes. With Tom O'Connor. Well, initially with Barry Cryer and then latterly with Tom O'Connor. And, oh, it's been a delight and I cannot wait to tell you all about that, Jen. I actually can't wait to talk to you about Crosswits. Let's just do it right now. (laughs) Straight Um, in. Oh, I've had such a lovely time. So now, for our listeners who don't remember Crosswits... An absolute daytime staple. Amanda, our producer, was saying that she used to have her friends round when they should have been doing revision and studying and they used to watch CrossFit instead. It's a good warm-up for the brain. I had totally forgotten about it, I'll be honest with you, and I now would die for it. Uh, (laughs) I think it should be brought back. So, for those of you who don't know, it was a crossword-based quiz show and it was on for blooming ages. It started off with Barry Cryer... In 1985, back in the day, and then Tom O'Connor took over. Lovely. Now, I mean, obviously Barry Cryer uh, has a very special place Mm. in my heart and I will always love him. I'll tell you the first joke Barry Cryer ever told me, which was a woman's taking her dog out for a walk one morning and she walks through a graveyard and she sees a man squatting down behind one of the gravestones. So she calls out, morning, and he says, no, just doing a shit. So that's that's a Barry Cryer joke. I think Um, everyone who's met Barry Cryer can recite verbatim the first joke that they, they, they were told by him. I know, it is such a special gift that he had, isn't it? But then um, it was taken over very ably until 1998. So Barry Cryer did the first couple of years. And then the last decade or so was helmed by Tom O'Connor, who just one of the true gents of showbiz, ex-teacher, lovely sort of soft scouse. You know, I love all scouse accents, but Tom O'Connor's was an absolute treat, wasn't it? Yeah, I very fondly remember watching Crosswits and it was just Tom O'Connor I remember. Mm. I, I don't recall the format of the show, anything really about it, but I would always watch it if it was on when I was very small. Well, he was a brilliant comedian and he did, I think, get the balance of gags to sort of being kind and serious and he, he did an incredible job. Um, the guests, now, so if you don't remember the format, basically you had two teams of two there was a member of the public and they would compete alongside a celebrity guest. Mm-hmm. So Barry Took and Rachel Hayho Flint were the oh. first two celebrities that I saw. So, you know, lovely comedy writer and genius Barry Took and then sporty Rachel Hayho Flint. Oh, I tell you what, I watched another one as well, which was a sort of countdown special where it was Richard Whiteley and Carol Vorderman. Oh. Oh, God, it was so good. But yeah, they had sort of regular celebs who were kind of, I think Barry Tip was on it quite a lot. The format was very simple. They just showed you a crossword and you either had a hint, a title that might give you a clue to what some of the answers would be, or you would just work it out and then you would have to say what the unifying theme was to mm. the crossword. But it was basically just people communally doing a crossword, which is something that you and I both enjoy in real life, oh, isn't it? It's lovely though, isn't it? I will sit, me me and my husband, one of the few pleasures we have left in our (laughs) life (laughs) is we do sit and we do the crosswords together. Yeah. Love a cryptic crossword. And the beautiful thing about the crosswords ones is they're a little bit cryptic, but they're quite, I would say, quite a good way into cryptic crosswording Mm. for people who aren't into it. Yeah, because it can seem quite baffling and overwhelming. I know a lot of people who just go, oh, oh, I can't do a cryptic crossword. I think, actually, yes, you can. You just need the right introduction. So maybe I'll just... 
immediately get YouTube up and show them an episode of CrossFit. They went, ah, okay, yeah, tell me more. Treat yourself, absolutely. Because well, the thing that someone said to me very early on in my cryptic crosswording career was uh, it's actually easier than a non-cryptic crossword because you're effectively getting two Mm -hmm. shots at the you know you're getting told what the word is yeah somewhere in that clue it will say what the word is and then you're also getting extra little lovely hints and tips along the way yeah when you're doing the a general knowledge crossword or especially a quick crossword mm. th there's often a few of them in there you think oh it could be several things i'm not going to put that in whereas if it's a cryptic you know when you've got it right and that's yes. i think it's one of the joys of a properly good written quiz question as well mm. suddenly it all drops into place you know this is absolutely the right answer yeah, there's no doubt oh moment <laughs> i love it i absolutely love it shall we um shall we have a look at some of these uh i'm gonna give you one where you have to find the connection between okay. all the clues okay so firstly you are looking for a six letter word mm -hmm. and the clue is this king was mortified by mallory arthur Yes, that's correct. Well, I mean, obviously, I'm not doing you your crosses and downs, but I, yeah. maybe I should publish a supplementary grid for the <laughs> listener. I might do and that. And you're not doing your Scouse accent. <laughs> oh, I might work on my Tom O'Connor tribute. Next one it is we're looking for a five letter word, Jen, and it's she can go anywhere on board. She can go anywhere on board. On board. She can go anywhere on board. And that is you on the cruises. You and Jay <laughs> McDonald. Uh, access and all Susan areas. Cowman, you've got you've got freedom of the cruises, yeah. but it's it's not that kind of board. Not that kind of on board. Oh. Queen. Queen, exactly. Ah, she can go anywhere on board. Lovely. So he was called to Bray and Wakefield. Now, I'm going to be honest with you, this one completely stumped me. It's a five-letter word. He was called to Bray, B-R-A-Y, and Wakefield. Bray. Yeah. Um, they got it on the show. Wow. Um, but I wouldn't. I would have been here for days trying to get this. No. You'll have to explain it to me. Okay. The answer is vicar. Oh, the Vicar of Wakefield, the Vicar of Bray. They're, yeah, they're titles. <laughs> That's not an literary, explanation. Literary oh, titles. Literary titles. Okay, fine. fine but it's suppose a vicar is a calling, isn't it? It's a oh, vocation. Oh, called, yes. Oh, very good. Okay, yeah, fine. Uh, when she's well-groomed, she's given away. It's five a, letters. A bride. So. Bride, indeed. Uh, this is four letters. The first man to design fireplaces. First? The first man to design fireplaces. How how many letters? Four letters. Oh, right. So I was thinking it might be Prometheus or something. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, uh, I, I, I mean, I get half of this clue, but I don't get the other half. But I presume it might be, is it a type of fireplace? But the first man is the bit that... First, Adam. I, yeah. He designed the first fireplace. Yeah, I don't know. The first man to design... <laughs> if, any, if any listeners want to write in... Okay. Um, <laughs> And then uh, finally, we have a four-letter word again, inclined to be slim. Inclined to be slim. Inclined to be slim. It's four letters. Lean. Yep. It is lean. Yeah, that's that's more like a cryptic crossword classic. Yeah. That, that's a it? great one. That She yeah. can go anywhere on board and inclined to be mm -hmm. lean. I would say those are very good introductions yeah. to people of that's how a cryptic cross, crossword... That's how a cryptic cross, crossword... Just cryptic, leave it in, Amanda. Leave it in. I don't even care. Cryptic, cryptic. Now, so you have all those answers. You have Arthur, you have Queen, you have Vicar, you have Bride, you have Adam, you have Lean. What is the connection? Now, I'm, I'm very glad that I wrote these down on my little notebook. Yes. Because I started to think absolutely nothing. And then I thought of McVicar. 
Yes. As in, that's the film with, is that Roger Daltrey in that? Yeah. And I had no idea why that was the first thing when I wrote down Vicar that yes. I thought of. Um, and then, yes, you can put Muck before all of them to make surnames, can't you? Indeed, yeah. So Mac was the, or Muck or Mac, it was the actual uh, solution. And then Tom's little joke was, on the Titanic... Somebody leans over one of the lifeboats and says, is there a Macintosh there to keep three ladies warm? And someone pipes up, no, but there's a McTavish who's willing to give it a try. If I could have done a Scottish accent, that would have been... If I could have done... Tom O'Connor for the first bit and then a Scottish accent for the second. That would have been much better. We can just imagine it, though. Just imagine that delivered properly <laughs> by a decent comedian. <laughs> That's the basic format. And Lovely. It never really deviated much from that. But I'll give you, I'll tell you what, let me give you another variant on okay. the theme. So, and oh, God, the prizes. Oh, the prizes. Cordless telephones. Oh, Oh, that's just given me a big wave of nostalgia. Mm, when that was, I would have been very telephone. excited about the, <laughs> yes. the idea of a cordless phone. Well, because then you could have taken phone calls in your room without your mum and dad oh. hearing, which was, you know, that was the big thing, wasn't it? Was that we had to sit in the hall. Yeah. And when, you know, Adam Hawkins, my first boyfriend, was... Uh, get in touch, Adam, if you're still out there. Uh, when he, In fact, don't. Uh, but when he would phone and I'd be sitting there trying to have my little romantic conversations with everybody else crowding in yeah. and my dad, you know, making kissy-kissy faces. Oh, it was all, it, awful, awful. So a cordless telephone was very the much a thing, wasn't it? I'm going to give you an anagram uh, oh. round. So this one, highlighted on the grid, are certain letters from each clue. And then it makes a, a word that in some way is relevant to the theme. Okay. So I'll give you the theme, mm-hmm. or the clue, rather. So the clue is reds. Reds. Now I'm going to give you all the clues, and then we'll find which letters we need to make the anagram. Okay. okay. The first crossword clue is, it is one, two, three, four, it's eight letters, and it's a smooth talker with connections. Oh. A smooth talker with connections. Eight letters. With connections. Mm, who's this? Mm. Smooth. It feels like Leslie mm. Phillips or something, yeah. doesn't it? Or uh, who's a smooth yeah. talker? It's a job that no longer exists. That uh, would be my clue. I am a lineman for the county or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> Switchboard operator. Uh, it is the second part of that, yes. Operator. Operator. Okay. I mean, no, actually, presumably there are still phone operators, but we just don't you come into so, contact but with them. There are not that many of them, and it's more digitised. Yes. Yeah, there I mean, has to imagine be somebody on the ground though for when when it all goes. <laughs> yeah, well, you know when they open up those little cabinets yeah. in the street and then they pop a little wire in. Yeah. I think God, that would be. Imagine the power of having one of those little weird shaped keys that you can also use <laughs> to get into locked lavatories on toy on yeah. uh, trains and that. Um, anyway, yeah. So the operator, <laughs> the first one. Okay. Are they the closest residents in Ramsey Street? And that uh, I don't even think I need to tell you how many letters it is, but I will. It's however many letters, neighbours. It is that many. <laughs> I think it's. T- is that ten? Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. It is ten. In fact, do you want to know the the letters you need as you go along? So O of operator, Mm -hmm. N of neighbours. Yep. The growler in the Arctic. A polar bear. No, No? it's. um, I'll tell you what. It's seven letters, babes. Seven letters. Yeah, seven letters. Hmm. Growler. No, I don't get why it's a growler. The growler in the Arctic. I mean, it must be because it growls as it moves. I don't know. Uh, Glacier. 
it is know. that sort iceberg. of thing. Iceberg, yeah, exactly. Oh. So oh. that's I. But I've just realised it's, it's always the first letter. <laughs> okay, this one is a bit trickier, I think. I, did, I didn't get this. Body part for a piper played in a loft. It's five letters. Body part for a piper played in a loft. Played in a loft. And on the show, loft was the thing that gave it to them. But I had never heard oh, this. I'm not very religious or musical. And like a so, pipe organ. Exactly that. So oh. apparently an organ loft is a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, yeah what, is that where loft. they keep the organ? That's where the organist would be, be yeah, perched. Okay, perched in the organ loft. Yeah. So that is organ. Oh. Um, this one's a good one. Again, I think this is a very classic cryptic crossword clue. It's five letters and it's a rough copy of pumped ale. Rough so cup. it means both a rough copy and pumped ale. Um, what's what, what's the length? Five letters. Five letters. Oh, they're screaming it at home. Pumped ale. Pumped ale, yeah. You've had pumped ale. I've had pumped ales. Yeah. Um, and you lager. go into the pub and you say, have you got anything? On tap? Oh, oh, Barrel? I think they, no, on... Draft. Yes. Ah. So it is the the rough copy. Oh, right. Uh, ah, that kind. But it sounds like draft beer. Anyway, uh, so we've got the D. Now we've got a D. We've got the D. Um, now we have a four-letter word. Mm-hmm. Stingy. That's what I have in mind. Stingy. That's what I have in mind. Four letters. Mean. Yes. Yeah. Straight in. Straight in. There you go. Yeah. Then I think that's it. So okay. you now have all the letters you need to make a word, and you then need to relate that to the title, which was Reds. Hmm. And I I've still, got Domino. You have got Domino, and that is what it is. Oh, because uh, it's the Domino principle, guys. You know the Domino principle. Which is, I think, when one country turns oh. communist, they all yes, yeah, they, turn... they all fall, yeah, fall in line. Yeah, there you go. So I had, I've learned so much from Crosswitz. I'd never heard of the Domino Principle before. Pol- I now have. It's a political education as well as a, a linguistic one. It's an extraordinary show in so many ways. Bring it back. Um, who are we going to get to host it now? That's the question. Well, you work to... on your Scouse accent and then we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll take it. We'll take it to the network. Oh, I think, well, no, who's a Scouser? That's a really good idea. Oh, Colleen Rooney. Yes. Oh, I've been watching that um, Netflix series oh. of her, you know, her talking about the Wagatha Christie trial. And I'm completely in love with Colleen Rooney and her mum and dad. She and Wayne and the kids. Yeah. And yeah, so I, I will put her in anything. So Colleen Rooney to host. Yes. Carol Alderman can still be a regular. Yeah. That'd be nice. And who have we got who, sadly, Barry Took's no longer with us? So we'll have to get... The modern-day Barry Took. Who's modern-day Barry Took? That's a really good question. Sort of comedy writer. Um, oh, Andrew Inucci. Yes. There you go. We there we of... go. We've, we've cast it already. There you go. So uh... we'll, we'll, we'll take a couple of points on the back end of that. <laughs> yes. Get in touch, Colleen, yeah. if you're listening. I love you. So Mick, puzzle editor at the Times and Sunday Times. I mean, a dream job, I would say, oh, yeah. as far as we're concerned. How did you get there? So I've worked for most of my career in TV news. But at the same time, for the last 15 years or so, I've compiled cryptic crosswords as a sideline. I've enjoyed doing cryptic crosswords since I was a teenager. Mm-hmm. And it was just at a point when I was working shifts in TV news. My 
two daughters were teenage and sort of not needing quite as much attention. Uh, my wife was out at work during the week and I had time on my hands and I thought I'd set my hands to compiling cryptic crosswords. And yes, yeah, so I did that for a while. I'd been working for the Chinese TV news channel, CGTN, wow. which was kind of quite strange in various mm. ways and a bit of pressure. <laughs> and this job came up and I applied for it on the basis that I understood crosswords and puzzles, but I was also a working journalist. And so mm. I knew about deadlines mm. and accuracy and things like that. Because for a lot of people who work in the world of puzzles and crosswords, they really like to just sort of be at home and create their own thing and send it out and not have to go to meetings and, <laughs> um, you know, meet deadlines and, yes. and all of that sort of thing. Gosh, so yeah, you absolutely were the right man for the job. It's extraordinary, isn't it, to find something that's so tailored to your interests and skills. So you were saying that you'd started writing crosswords, having been a keen fan of them, and the hobby has blossomed into a job. What is it that you love about cryptic crosswords? I just like wordplay, really. The clue is a puzzle that you have to tease out. They can just be so clever, some of them. But mm. it's, it's also it's a way of looking at words. If you look at a bottle of Evian and you think that's naive backwards, then you're in that, <laughs> you're in yes. that mindset. Constantly anagramizing yes. things. And yeah. yeah, well, we were saying as well, the beautiful moment where the answer becomes clear, the clouds part and you, you find your crossword answer. Mm. It's such that moment of going, oh, that's beautiful. Yes. There um, is a real beauty in language like that, isn't the there? The penny drop moment. Who are your favourite uh, setters? Do you have any particular setters that you love? Oh, yeah. I mean, um, lots of them. Of course, the Times is a little bit different because we don't have pseudonyms for the main cryptic mm. crossword, so you don't always know who it is. I mean, I can find out so I can go and check <laughs> afterwards. A lot of the crossword compilers compile for m more than one or even all of the main daily mm -hmm. crosswords. So, for example, you know, I really like Arachne and uh, Picaroon, mm. those are Guardian pseudonyms, I think, but both of them also compile for the Times. Anax, who's Dean Mayer, in the, who compiles for the Sunday Times, mm -hmm. where uh, we have names rather than pseudonyms. Mm -hmm. And then Enigmatist, oh, who's Nimrod oh, yeah. in the Independent, is another mm -hmm. good one. Yeah, lots, lots yeah. of great, there's, you know, lots of great setters around. Yeah, there's great talent out there. Because Jenny, you're a guardian every yes. day. If you're thinking yeah, the guardian, you? yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you've, have you got your favourites? Um, I haven't quite worked out my very favourites actually. Mm. I, I don't know if it is a truism, but the days of the week, I like the Monday one. Hmm. I can really make an inroad into that, yes. probably by myself. But by Friday, Thursday, Friday, I need assistance. So it's it's a team job. <laughs> yeah, most a, of them a, do get harder as the week goes on, yeah. Yeah, and your weekend, you think, well, you really would need yeah. a whole weekend to, you know, some <laughs> of your prize crosswords at the weekend. It's like, God, I'm going to have to clear the schedules entirely, tell the children to get their own tea and, uh, and <laughs> carry on with it. The crossword championships you mentioned, so this episode is very fresh. We have a new crossword champion, right? Absolutely, we do, yes. Tell us about the exciting. I wish I'd gone. We didn't. Yeah, no, I didn't, didn't know. It was no. on. Tell us everything about the Crossword Championship. Well, okay. So the Times Crossword Championship uh, was first held in 1970, so it's over 50 years old. There have been a few gaps here and there, and the most recent one was that this was the first competition we've held since 2019. Mm -hmm. Obviously, 2020, nothing happened because of the pandemic, mm -hmm. and it's just taken a little while to get it going again yeah. since then. So I'm hoping this is the start of another good run of it. But everyone was obviously very enthusiastic about it as a result of that. In terms of the winners, Mark Goodliffe, who is an absolute monster of speed solving and accuracy of crosswords, has won 12 times, wow. um, including 11 of the 12 previous to this. Gosh, he was beaten wow. in 2018 when he made a mistake. Ooh. So 
obviously we go into it every year with the expectation that for everyone else they're trying to beat Mark. Yes. I mean, yeah, he's yeah. obviously the favourite. Yeah. But Mark himself was downplaying that a bit because you know we record people record their solving times on the crossword club leaderboards yeah. and there are certainly quite a few people who are coming in faster mm. that's solving online of course and for mm. yes. some people that the transition to doing it on pen and paper is mm. is also quite different yes um, i mean what kind of touch because you know i mean i'm looking at about an hour so you know i really think i might be in with a chance next time <laughs> what kind of time yeah, no, i mean there's people at... coming in on the leaderboard at sort of four or five minutes wow. and um so in terms of the competition <laughs> we had 112 participants in the end i think and we had a sort of preliminary round of an hour to solve three puzzles and 60 went through to the next round. Mm-hmm. All 60 of the top people there managed to complete all of three puzzles within the hour. Not all the competitors <sighs> did, but all of the all of the ones who went through did. Mm-hmm. Second puzzles, obviously a bit harder and a few mistakes crept in. So Mark Goodliffe finished a clear five minutes before anyone else, mm-hmm. finished all three puzzles in about 20 minutes or something. Oh, wow. But he made a mistake. <gasps> oh, no. Oh, Mark. And so he wasn't in the grand final. We had three people in the grand final. Wow. Oh, wow. my goodness. It's, I mean, you know, Mark absolutely must be kicking himself. Uh, absolutely. And also, I mean, I was sitting there watching from the stage at the front and I could see that he realised quite soon after mm. that he made a mistake. And he said this afterwards because it's the time pressure. Yes. Uh, you're not quite sure who's finished, who hasn't. Mm. And so he wrote in a word. I won't say what it is because this puzzle is going to be published yeah. over the next few mm-hmm. weeks. Yeah. Anyway, he wrote in a word. And then as he sat there having handed in his paper, he re- thought of another possibility that would fit the space yeah. and Aww. realised that that was actually the answer. Oh, and you oh, can't no. run up and snatch your paper <laughs> back. That's, 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 that's like my GCSEs all over again. Yeah, no. <laughs> and I'm going to be having anxiety dreams about this, even though it's, it hasn't happened to me yet. And so who did win? So the winner was Matthew Marcus, mm-hmm. who lives in Portland, Oregon. Yes. Wow. He'd flown in from the States <laughs> for it. Um, and also to see family here. I mean, yeah. uh, when he heard it was happening, he, you know, he said, oh, this is oh great, fine, I'll book my tickets now and I'll come and see the families, well, you know, build, base the trip around it. Because um, you're not paying people to fly around the globe well, yeah, to do not. this, I presume. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll, pay them, we'll, we'll pay for them to have some, well, they'll pay for some sandwiches, in fact, but, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sandwiches are provided at extra cost, <laughs> yes. Provided, but not, but not flights. <laughs> and he has definitely been recording some very fast timings on. He came second in 2018 when Mark made a mistake then. And so he was very, you know, very much focused on it. But in the event, in the grand final, there were three people and Matthew was not the first to finish. Peter Stegel, who finished first after about 14 minutes Mm. and Matthew kept solving, kept playing away for another five minutes. He finished and handed his paper in. And then the third contestant, David Webb, kept going and just had one clue left when time we timed out at, uh, at 30 minutes and then... When the marking came, Paul Peter also had made one mistake. Oh, um, oh. And so uh, so Matthew was the winner. Gosh, yeah, that's exciting. I mean, yeah, that so, keeps it exciting yeah, right for the last yeah. minute. Uh, but I mean, it? you know, to give you an idea of how tough this puzzle was, the grand final in 2019, Mark polished it off in under six minutes, I think. Wow. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Not sure I could read all the clues in that. Time. No, no, <laughs> I like, no. I like to enjoy and savour the clues. Yes. I get annoyed when my partner like glances at it and goes, got two down after I just picked up the paper. Yeah. And he's yeah, like, I mean, immediately glanced at it. No, I want to I want to read out the clue or think it through and then process it. Mm. That's the the speed. I mean, that's that's a whole different gear. Mm. It's true, and it's not for everyone as well. I mean, I wouldn't want to reduce it all to, you know, how good you are at crosswords is how quickly you can do them because some people actually 
you know, very good at them, but like mm. to take a bit longer yeah. over it. And actually, you know, Mark and Simon Anthony, they co-host a YouTube channel, Cracking the Cryptic, where mm. they review mainly Sudokus, mm. but also some crosswords. And they have, you know, blogged the final puzzle today and just gone, taken the time to go back and explain all the clues and think about them. So, you know, it's, yeah. which you don't always do. You don't have time to do necessarily if yeah. you're trying to solve for speed. Yes, I am impressed. But like you, Jen, I kind of like to take my time and appreciate the elegance of yes. the clues. But my husband and I, we do use the Times app. And so I'm always also trying to beat his time. Really. I mean, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm enjoying it, but then with a bit, with one eye to the clock. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Wordplay and puzzling is your main thing, but you have dipped into the world of quiz as well, haven't you, quite successfully with appearances on both Eggheads and everyone's favourite Only Connect. Yes. I mean, you know, I'm a very occasional pub quizzer. I don't know all of the locations of Olympic Games and, Mm -hmm. you know, US presidents or any Mm -hmm. of this. But when my friend Richard Heald, who um, creates the Square Roots puzzle we have in the Times now, suggested that we put together a team for Only Connect, it seemed like a good idea. And we did. And so that was in... Ooh, 2016 or something, I think. So we were the Cluesmiths. It was Series 11. Mm-hmm. And we got as far as the semi-final. And it was mm-hmm. such good fun. And Victoria is as lovely as you would imagine, you know. Yes. And, yeah, and all of the teams were great. It was Yeah, it was really good fun. And we found some interesting facts about you. You did gardening for the army base, uh, British army base in Germany somewhere. <laughs> in Berlin. <laughs> and that you have been the voice of Osama bin Laden, Saddam Hussein <laughs> and Vladimir Putin. <laughs> I mean, that's a consequence of working off screen in TV news, basically. Um, you know, you need someone to voice over the uh, translated yes. voiceovers of, you know, it might just be, you know, street porter in yes. Kabul or whatever. But if it's a world leader as well, someone has to do it. We, we don't hire in professional actors for that. It will just be one of the producers. But you don't put on a funny accent. You don't no. do uh, your Vladimir Putin. <laughs> it's all, you, yeah, you get into character a little bit. Yes, <laughs> I know. I could see that steely glint come into your eye there. And um, so what about Eggheads? What was your experience on that one? Well, we thought, okay, well, let's give that a go as well. 
we we didn't do well. I mean, we didn't win the money. It was less satisfying in a way. I, the format I found it's sort of very brief. You don't get much time. My special subjects didn't come up, so I didn't have to go into the little box. <laughs> I was just one of the couple of people left at the end with one question that I think we didn't get. So I mean, we all felt at the end there was something that we didn't get and should yeah. have done. Yeah, no. it can be um, quite frustrating. Yeah. yeah, it really can. Shall I do a little, uh, would you be out for a little quiz? Yeah, why not? But it is a quiz with a bit of cryptic in it because oh. what I've done is I've held back some crosswits. <gasps> we were talking about crosswits mm. earlier, Mick. What I'm going to do is I'm going to give you a grid so you won't see the crossword puzzle itself, but I'm just going to give you the cryptic clues and then you have to tell me what links them. They're mildly cryptic. They're mildly cryptic. Would you like <laughs> pen and paper? I think you're sure. going to be I think you'll be it. fine. I, I needed a pen and paper. but <laughs> I am going to give you a clue and the number of letters and they will all have something in common. So your first clue is to a six-letter word. He played Alf Garnet, Mr. Beatty. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's to a six-letter word. He played Alf Garnet, Mr. Beatty. Good. The next one is... You're looking for a five-letter word here, guys. David, who wrote Changing Places in a Masonic Hall... David, who wrote Changing Places in a Masonic Hall? That's a five-letter word. I think everybody's writing that down now. The next one, also a five-letter word. Green and yellow wire goes to ground. Well, how many letters, sorry? That is a five-letter word. Five. Um, Okay, and then I'm going to give you one more. It's a four-letter word again. Adjust the watch between game and match, we hear. That's a four-letter word. Aha, yeah, gotcha. She's got it. Uh She's got it. He's got it. Oh, I've got the connection. Got the connection. I've got all the clues, though. Okay, so uh, do you want to talk us through the board, Jen? So talk us through the clues. He played Alf Garnet, Mr. BT. Warren. It is indeed. Was it Warren Mitchell? Uh, Yes, Warren Mitchell played Alf Garnet. Warren Beatty. Warren Beatty, famous Mm -hmm. swordsman of Hollywood, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, David, who wrote Changing Places in a Masonic Hall. Lodge. It is nice. David Lodge. That's right. A Masonic Hall is a lodge. David Lodge wrote Changing Places amongst many other excellent books. Green and Yellow Wire Goes to Ground. What have you got for that one? Earth. Earth, indeed, yes. And then Adjust the Watch Between Game and Match, we hear. It's a four-letter word. Set. Double T, we hear. Set. That's cryptic crossword classic. So that should have led you to the connection, which is, you can both say it on the count of three, one, two, three. Animal Animal Holmes. Holmes. Is Animal Holmes (laughs) Sherlock's brother. (laughs) (laughs) So that was good. They're very cute, aren't they? They still stand up the questions on CrossFit. You win them. I, I think I think we're we're working as a team. Uh, yes, exactly. Let's, let's claim we're a team on that one. Crossword was the winner at the end of the day. Yeah. So now that obviously crosswords a huge part of your life, but there's another little thing that I really wanted to talk about, which is that you also write limericks. Yes, <laughs> uh, I haven't been doing it so much recently, but I started writing limericks on Twitter in 2011. I was quite into Twitter. It was still fairly new then, Then I suppose, a few years mm. old. And I was just looking at things you could do and I thought it was still the, you were still limited to 140 characters. So I thought, what if you could write a limerick in it? And I played about <laughs> it and I realised that you could. So I had a quick look around to see if anyone else was doing it and I stumbled across the fact that that day was National Limerick Day. Wow, <laughs> spooky. National Limerick Day marks Edward Lear's birthday mm. and that was his 199th birthday. Oh, wow. So I thought, this was obviously serendipity, I thought, well, I'll <laughs> do it for a year. I'll write. A, I'll see if I can write a, a limerick a, a day about the news on Twitter. Yeah. 
I just got hooked, so I just carried on doing it after that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I've tailed off a little bit recently, partly because actually that was a good outlet when my day job was in news news. Mm. Yes. And now that I'm more embroiled in puzzles and wordplay as my day job, I've I've got other sort of outlets for that and in a way less time to yeah. think about limericks and also just because Twitter is a less attractive place mm. than Sadly, it it's not even Twitter anymore. That's a sad fact, no. isn't it? So, um, uh... so I seem to be doing one every few weeks at the moment. Oh, but um, it's still nice to get a limerick whenever... whenever oh, yeah, I was trying to remember... I was, I, my, I was trying to see if I could remember one, one about uh, Peter Bone from last week. Because um, <laughs> <laughs> that's the sort of gift that you can't really... Uh, and, uh, you can repurpose yeah, it for Michelle Moan as well. I mean, you know, there's... <laughs> <laughs> but as a result of that as well, I wrote two limerick history books. Oh, wow. Um, there was an old geezer called C- Caesar, uh, History of the World in 100 Limericks. <laughs> and then there was a man with six wives, um, which was a sort of history of kings and queens. Oh, so nice. Oh, well, definitely we would encourage our listeners to send in limericks because uh, there's absolutely nothing I love more than a limerick, especially a dirty one, guys. <laughs> dirty. I th- no, I think factual ones because it, it's a good way to remember things. I think True. if you're yes. struggling to, to remember, giving something the rhythm and a rhyme, yeah. it's perfect. I know, no, we listen as we limerick and we learn as we, learn as we limerick. Learn as, we, limerick as we limerick. learn and learn as we limerick. <laughs> it's, to me, I think that you, it's such an inspiring story of someone who was great at doing one thing and has also found the other thing that they're great at doing and managed to marry the two. That is such yeah. a lovely story, isn't it? Marvellous. It very rarely happens. Yeah, exactly. It was sort of hobbies and jobs and you know the whole thing working together so nicely yeah i mean it's it was all sort of a worry when i started i suppose because if you like enjoy doing something in your spare time mm. do you actually want to do it all the time because yeah. in a way plan b was at some point probably i would have given up the day job and just tried to be a full-time crossword compiler which mm. you know and i know people who do that mm. uh, you have to write a lot of crosswords yes. to make a living out of it yes so the fear then is that it becomes a production line. Of course, the funny thing about my job now is that I actually don't write very many crosswords. Um, <laughs> and people say to me, like, oh, oh, do you write all the puzzles in there? Let, uh, no. <laughs> yeah, it's purely a supervisory capacity. Yeah, but... absolutely. And I try to solve all or most of the crosswords because I like solving crosswords. Yeah. I'd, want, I'd want to do it anyway. And occasionally yeah. if I, I might just spot something that's that's wrong. I don't interfere, you know, in editorial grounds. But if, obviously, if there's, you know, it's good to have a second pair of eyes, yeah. you know, in case of mistakes. But some of the, some of the other puzzles, I mean, I'm really really just checking the right day's puzzle is on the page. I, yes. I, I'm not good enough at uh, some of the logic puzzles to do all of those anyway, or at least it would take a very long time. Yeah, no, I, I mean, some of them absolutely baffle me. I mean, obviously, crosswords have made it onto television with crosswords, which we are now going to campaign to bring back. Okay. The internet really has revolutionised our relationship with puzzles, hasn't it? Because, uh, you know, every now and then now you get some huge phenomenon in puzzling mm. uh, whereas yeah it used to be that you'd get your puzzler book to take on holiday with yeah. you but now people are doing puzzles all the time on the go and I mean your would you say your app draws people to the paper I don't think it's necessarily that way around we publish puzzles in the paper and on the website and on the apps the online offering has slightly followed what's in the paper mm-hmm. but I think if you look at it now you have to think more and more people are doing puzzles online or on apps and that's where your future audiences are coming from in ter- you know whether it's news or puzzles mm. or whatever if you're mm. in publishing in that sense you are looking at developing the online and you know if you look at something like wordle there's obviously a particular interest in puzzles that are interactive in a way that you can't reproduce in paper or you, you yeah. they really work better uh, quite a lot of puzzles that we have anyway work better or certainly in different ways you know something like polygon or something you know mm. really works better in the online application than on paper mm-hmm. 
So, yes, I think it's not a question of the apps drawing people to the paper so much as all of it drawing people to subscribe because they want more puzzles. I mean, do you think the New York Times sort of taking Wordle, do you think that was a sort of commercially sound move? I mean, I can't speak for really whether it was commercially sound, but I think what it really did was establish them, their place as a real leader in the world of puzzles. Mm. And uh, happily for me, I suppose, made everyone else sit up and take notice and go, oh, wait a minute, you know, this this actually could be something that's quite important. I mean, yeah. I've read before Wordle, I've read stats um, years ago that the New York Times was saying that the things that drove most people to subscribe were puzzles and cookery, um, yeah. you know. So, yeah, I think if that makes people value puzzles more, mm-hmm. then that's really important rather than just seeing them as sort of as some sort of add-on, really. Yeah. Well, now, we do love puzzles, and I am going to, before we let you go, take you back to a puzzle boom of the early 2000s, oh. the Sudoku oh. craze. Oh. Do you remember how massive Sudoku was? I used to buy the paper just for Sudoku. Yeah. Just to, just to have another go at it. I've messed it up the first time. I've done it in pension. I don't okay, know. So, do you want to, so do you know about how it started here? Oh, no, tell us. There are some slightly different conflicting versions of this, but what's certain is that the Times was the first newspaper to bring Sudoku here mm-hmm. and really the first, I think, to take it out of Japan yeah. in 2004. So we will be celebrating the 20th anniversary mm-hmm. um, of Sudoku next year, believe it or not, the boom you're talking about. A friend I used to work with, her uncle was the man who did this, Mr Gould, mm-hmm. and he'd been working in Asia and had seen this puzzle and thought it might catch on. And as she related the story to me recently, he mocked up a page of the Times puzzle page with a Sudoku on it, <laughs> came and sat in the lobby and said that he demanded he wanted to see the editor or the features wow. editor. And someone was sent down to get rid of him. <laughs> uh, and eventually they said, oh, well, actually, this looks quite interesting. Come on up. <laughs> And persistence paid off. But what he had done, apparently, he was prepared to give his puzzles away for free as long as uh, the name of his Sudoku website, I think he got sudoku.com or whatever, was was Ah. put in. And so it then, it wasn't something just in one paper. It, it then spread yes. into all of the papers. Yes. Oh, my and goodness. And else. beyond. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, the killer Sudoku. Um, because what I am going to do with you now is I have been watching <laughs> Sudoku yeah. with Eamon Holmes. Which I, I forgot all about that, oh, I'll I, be yeah, honest. No, okay. At the height of the Sudoku. Oh, in fact, not at the height of, obviously, slightly behind the times. Because <laughs> that's how it works on television, isn't Commissioning, it? Commissioning, yes. Um, so 2004 was when Sudoku hit our shores. And uh, 2005 and 2006. There were four series of Sudoku um, with Eamon Holmes. And I do recommend if anyone wants to watch it, it's such a lovely little um, sort of snapshot of the early 2000s. Uh, Eamon looks very different and the world was a very different place. It was. So you're going to ask a... us a question from a Sudoku puzzle. Well, do you is... know... It... Nine. What the... goes in between the four and the that six? That was the thing they very, very cleverly did was you were watching people doing a Sudoku <laughs> but they put general knowledge questions there in between it. sticks two of my favourite things together. Um, but yeah, the, the fact that a very large part of the show is just people standing there going, four... Two, <laughs> six, and they're quite small grids, so they're really quite easily solvable. So you start off first round is just a four by four grid, and they have to be fastest to get the right number. So they look at the grid and then they buzz in when they know the number, okay. and then they get general knowledge questions, and then it gets a little bit bigger, and you get six by six grids. Uh, but I thought I'd take some of the questions because they like the Sudoku craze are quite specific to the time so I thought let's cast our minds back to 2005 (laughs) to 2006 
I don't know if this is 2005 or 2006, but which golf course hosted this year's Ryder Cup? <laughs> I wouldn't have had a clue at the time. I certainly don't have a clue now, but oh, they were wow. very confident. The two Northern Irish players on oh. the episode that I saw. Belfry. It wasn't the Belfry. It was somewhere I've never, somewhere I've never heard of. Oh. But I just thought if you did know a lot about golf, Medina. No, Mick's looking at it. it was the K Club. Where's that? America somewhere. Yeah, probably. K-Club. Okay. Girls Allowed singer Cheryl Tweedy recently married. <laughs> Which football player? <laughs> Sorry, that really... Oh, recently in 2004. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Gosh. Uh, oh, gosh. Oh, um... Ashley Cole. It was Ashley Cole. <laughs> oh, I forgot yes. she was tweeting. Yes, I know. That's the thing. Was uh, who was elected the new leader of the Liberal Democrats this year? Oh, wow. Wow. I mean, it would uh, obviously help if I Ming could Campbell. tell you which year it was. It was Ming Campbell. Oh, that's right. So well, that will tell you which year it was. In which comedy series has James Dreyfus just replaced Ardle O'Hanlon as Thermo Man? My hero. Yes, it is my hero. Yeah. And I'll just give you another... This is time travel through quiz. It is just... extraordinary, isn't it? This is another very much of its time. Uh, which singer's European tour this year was called Close Encounters? So there was a singer who was on tour around Europe. His show was called Close Encounters. Madonna. Even he probably oh, doesn't remember it now. Yeah, he probably wouldn't even know. Yeah. Is, is he still touring? He saw, He is still touring. Oh, Bruce Springsteen. I'm just going to tell you, it was Robbie Williams. Oh. <laughs> oh. He's not been on tour a while. Early yeah, he wouldn't, he, wouldn't, he wouldn't have remembered. I enjoyed stepping back in time with you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and maybe, maybe it's time for a revival of Sudoku. Just watching people puzzle in real time. Time. It is very funny. I do recommend that you check that out on YouTube. One last question, Mick. Could you make it so that if you could tweak the crossword app so that I always finish before my husband does anyway? <laughs> of course, yes. <laughs> I have that power. That would be amazing. <laughs> it's been so great to talk to you and thank you for telling us all about your fascinating job and life. Great. Thanks very much. Oh, what a treat it was to talk to Mick and it's really given me this show has given me the absolute urge to go out and find a crossword I haven't done yet yeah let's let's go and get every paper yes do it competitively <laughs> oh god I'd love that yes if you see us if you're anywhere in the Soho area on the <laughs> night of recording this you'll see us feverishly beavering away at our cryptic crosswords you come up and say hi I mean, you can't because it'll be in the past. But anyway, next time you see us, do a crossword with us. So thank you to Mick and thank you to our lovely producer, Amanda, as always. And thank you to you, Jenny Ryan. And we'll see you next time for another episode of... Your favourite podcast, Fingers on Buzzers. Fingers on Buzzers starred Lucy Porter and Jenny Ryan and was produced by Amanda Redman with music by Kevin MacLeod and Justin Edwards. Email quiz at fingersonbuzzers.com and tweet at fingersbuzzers. Thanks for listening and don't forget to join us next time for more Fingers on Buzzers. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured or tall. Whatever your next project... There's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Buzz.